welcome to episode 245 of the AFK Podcast for the week of September 9th, 2019. I'm your host, James Flynn, and this is the PC Gaming Podcast from gamers like gamers like you. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Logan. Hey guys, how you doing? And Carolyn. What's going on? What's up guys? Sorry there was no podcast last week, I wasn't feeling well. And I couldn't guarantee that I'd be able to sit here for more than 15-20 minutes at a time. I was spending a lot of time in the bathroom. Was it something you ate? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something I ate. Some bad eggs or something. Yeah, that tends to be the... Yeah. Yeah. I, You know, I, I usually have hard-boiled eggs for breakfast. And I'll make them for my work week, which is usually only two or three days at the most. Because um, I work a 12-hour shift. So I'll make eggs... I'll make hard-boiled eggs, and then I'll put them in little bags, and that's my. I'll have them for my work week. And one of the eggs I bit into tasted funky, so I think it wasn't. I think it wasn't good. And then this week I'm nursing a sore throat, and I've got a little bit of a fever going on. But I didn't want to go two another two weeks without doing another podcast. So this one might be short, but uh, understand that uh, I'm just limping along here. So, uh, with that being said, <clears throat> what have you guys been up to for the past couple weeks? Uh, Logan? I've been going old school. So, I've been playing uh, Bard's Tale, Tales of the Unknown. This was an RPG that came out in uh, 1985. And uh, it got a remaster over the last uh, year and a bit. Uh, they, they released Bard's Tale 4. Uh, and with that, they redid the original Bard's Tales. There, it, comes, it came as a trilogy. And they redid them all. And I have to say, like, the way they redid it just is, is amazing. It makes it such a good game to replay now. Um, it's very much a dungeon crawler kind of game where doing the actual pen-to-paper mapping of the dungeon is uh, one, of the, one of the puzzles, one of the challenges to try to get through. So little nuances like teleporter traps or spinning traps where they just spin you around and now you don't know which way you've been facing uh, makes it really kind of fun. The, the story is, is okay. It is what it is. Uh, there's not a whole lot of hints, not a whole lot of help. But just replaying through this, it's so much fun. Like, this is one of the one of the few games that I've ever replayed that the nostalgia factor is all there and it's still able to be replayed in, in such a grand fashion. I did actually spend like, I, I, I bookmarked 30 minutes to go through and replay the original as it was in the original, like via DOS emulator. And I only lasted 15 minutes because it was, it was a rough, but it just benchmarked to show how much they had put into the remaster and how much better it is. And wow, it's just, it's awesome. So it's like old school grinding where you just hit a mob, leave the dungeon, come back, hit a mob, leave the dungeon, come back just to get your levels up. And I can't believe I'm having that much fun just sitting there grinding, grinding, grinding. My son was like, what are you doing? Didn't you already beat that? I'm like, yes, I'm going to keep beating that for the next two hours too. <laughs> so it's been awesome. You were playing Bard's Tale when we first started the podcast. Yeah, and that was that was the the original original back then as well that I was trying to uh, <laughs> trying to force my way through, and I did not get through it back. <laughs> I remember you be you being disappointed in the last boss, though. Yeah, I. It was like, ah, it was whatever. But now, <laughs> now it's a whole new story. I'd actually encourage anyone who hasn't, uh, who likes the dungeon crawler kind of games, 
Um, you know, if you played, oh shoot, what was that other one? I'm not gonna be able to remember it off the top of my head, but it's it's that it's that old old school dungeon crawler. If you like, you know, actually mapping out the dungeon by hand on draft paper, absolutely grab these games. It's a trilogy, so get them and have a go at it. There's a new Bard's Tale out too, isn't there? Yeah, Bard's Tale Four. I played it for like a couple hours, and it's it's not really like the originals uh, that much. It's it's got a very different feel for it. So once I'm done this trilogy, I'll I'll try to go again. They did a uh, a director's cut just uh, I think that came out in August, um, and it seems to be well received. So by the time I get back to it, hopefully a couple more patches will have been released, and we'll see how it's going. But for now, I'm sticking to the originals. Cool, a little bit of retro gaming. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and we've got Jerry Gamer in the chat room with us. What's up, Jerry? Thanks for joining us. Jerry, Jerry. Carolyn, what about you? What have you been up to this week? I know you've been clearing out some inventory. Yeah. Um, I, last weekend, I pretty much sold damn near every Vega I had in the house, except for the ones. Um, and Well, damn near. Yeah, I still have two, two left to sell, and my brother's going to borrow one of those. I have one listed. Um, and I also sold pretty much all of the other graphics cards that I that I had available to um I also have uh my Dell XPS up for sale I'm gonna be selling my Alienware and the graphics amplifier and uh, I picked up a new laptop yesterday man talk about a hardware shuffle and thanks for the hookup by the way hey not a problem not a problem yeah yeah um I mean when you're dealing with crypto you got to know when to when to to wrap up and and get out and wait for the next project it's a lot like t- time in the market and in ne- nearly every aspect is very important that is true that is true i just finished up uh my latest crypto endeavor as well uh four days ago i uh, finished filing my lawsuit <laughs> oh, jesus <laughs> so, you, yeah, so can you elaborate <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh the the oh my god the uh the exchange was called uh quadriga um mount uh, gax oh yeah no well same deal so same type of thing as mount gox uh hypothetically or allegedly however you want to say it the ceo of this exchange um in the span of three weeks or was it four weeks doesn't matter let's say in the span of four weeks uh, got married to his girlfriend, flew to India without her, died in India, body came back to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and was cremated before any official investigation began. He had the only keys to the entire exchange. <laughs> Wait, that is, sounds is that fishy, the one that, Yeah, is that the one that was in the news a couple months? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been in the wow. news off and on for, for a while now. But finally, the RCMP uh, are involved... Uh, FBI are involved. Uh, we'll see what happens from here. I'm not expecting a whole lot. Uh, I, I can't believe how bad my luck was. I literally uh, was taking a break from crypto. So I pulled everything onto this exchange just to cash out for a while. And I had used this exchange uh, two other times over the past year, cashed out no problem. So on the day I initiated, my uh, cash out was the day they shut it down. Oh my God. I'm sorry, yeah. dude. That sucks. Yeah, like if you aren't using your, if you aren't actively trading it, you gotta pull your stuff out of it out of any exchange. 
Yeah. Like and I, you're right. Yeah. Like I, I, everything that I'm holding, I have on a hardware wallet. Yeah. If I had known that you needed one, I would have sent you one because I got extras. Oh, I, I, I had them all. But I was just at the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I had played around with bots. Um, I had used trading bots to teach myself how to use uh, Microsoft Azure um, and all that fun stuff. So those projects had run its course. And so I'm just like, all right, it's time to cash out uh, the most of the stuff. So I literally did all my transfers on the exchange, tried to pull it out and boom, gone. Damn. Uh, I mean, I, ha I have a couple other things uh, that I'm still like staking and whatever, just some weird altcoins that may or may not come to fruition, but you know, it yeah. doesn't mean much. So fun times. Damn, dude. All right. On to the news. This is from Hot Hardware. Um, they're kind of a smaller site. I've been following them for a little while. Kind of an interesting site. They follow us, and um, but I think it's one of the smaller sites. Uh, this is by Paul Lilly. Intel confirms AMD Ryzen stole market share and vows vigorous counterattack. It doesn't surprise me that AMD is uh, closing in on the market on Intel's market share. The Ryzen releases have been wildly successful. That is a fact. Yeah, it's 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 been fantastic. Ryzen, um, I mean, it's just been a fantastic chip, and I I firmly believe that Intel uh, will sort of sit on its laurels and not do as well. I'll use their own words as vigorous a release as they could have if they don't have the the um, competition. Well, I mean, if you think about it, um, like the time it takes to do the R&D, the testing, the, the fabrication, all of the kind of stuff to actually to actually manufacture something in mass that will actually be able to contact to combat this is it's 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 going to take until a while. It, it also doesn't help that they're still waffling on 10 nanometer. You know, they're just kind of, just now kind of starting to get get those uh, production lines rolling. So, I mean, this is kind of like half of a Pentium 4 moment. You know, uh, I want to say a whole Pentium 4 moment because the architecture that they have is sound and it's fast. You know, whereas NetBurst back in the day was just it was the worst. It, it, it was the equivalent of AMD's bulldozer. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, um, but but like the only thing that they have now is the typical flaky marketing and, and that that bullshit that they pulled at IFA it, it 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 just stinks of okay we got nothing but we're gonna try to sell it anyway <laughs> like yeah exactly um it'll be nice to see what's what's gonna happen now in the next upcoming six to six to twelve months mm -hmm. see what they come back with they've i think the best thing they could do would be to do a price cut not only Intel, but NVIDIA. These guys all need to get their shit together. There is no way my GPU should cost as much as my entire friggin' laptop. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Yep. I'm, I'm still rocking a 980 Ti. Uh, literally, the only reason I have not upgraded is strictly due to price right now. I'm not going to pay that much. Period. Yep. Yeah, I can't say that I blame you. Um, speaking of GPUs, I had a, a, a 5700 XT for the last couple of Oh, how you liking that? Um, it, it was, 
it was fast when it would run, but I think I the, the two cars that I had were defective because like mm. every time I would I would try to run uh like the Final Fantasy benchmark, it will mm. make it to a certain point and either freeze the machine or have like some crazy psychedelic triangle type stuff all over the place. Which and you know, typically when you have those kind of artifacts on a stock car that you aren't doing anything on, it means that something's running either too hard or or you know it's it's like out of spec or whatever now you're running these one at a time right you're not doing crossfire yeah yeah because i had a reference card first and i tried that for a week and i returned it and microsoft just happened to have the uh the power color red devil you know the the big three fan honking triple slot Mm mm-hmm so I swapped it for that one, and it was it was worse than the reference card. Man, yeah. So I was like, uh, you know what? I want one of these, but I don't have to have it since I got Vegas everywhere. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm I'm just I'm just gonna return this because I think this car really is defective, and just wait it out. Yeah, it might have been a bad batch. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, my gut says that it's probably the RAM on that particular card that I had, but mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it all seemed to center around DirectX 11. It seems. Well, the benchmark that I was trying was DirectX 11, but like I could run, say, Unigen Valley or whatever for hours. So yeah, but that's DirectX 11 on uh on Windows as well. So. I don't know. It was kind of random. It, it didn't really make much sense. Weird. Very. Well, Ubisoft silently, or I don't know if you could say silently. I didn't hear about it. It kind of surprised me when I saw it in the news. Um, WCCF Tech. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name, but they were reporting that Uplay now has Uplay Plus, uh, which is kind of like um, Origin Premiere and uh, Xbox xbox game pass and looking at the titles that are available though it's it's all their stuff but i don't really think they have as much stuff as you'd get on origin or uh, xbox game pass they just don't have as many titles yeah i took a look at this um i heard about it when when it went live um eh, i'm okay next is pretty much my summation um I don't care. You're right. They don't have the library uh, required to for a subscription service. Um, it's not. It's not a bad library. Don't get me wrong. It's it's big, just not big enough, right? And I say that by comparison against you've got Xbox Game Pass, yeah. so hundreds of Xbox games. You've got your PlayStation Pass, which is hundreds of PlayStation uh, of PlayStation games. Like I'm literally partway through the playthrough of the original God of War on that. Like that's what ten years old now, or yeah. more. I can't I don't even know like that. Me. Yeah, so come on. I mean, it's not a very deep catalog for sure. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the subscription uh, process to begin with, unless it's something like uh, PlayStation's Play Now, which is I'm playing God of War from 10 years ago on my PC, right? That to me is a value add proposition. I already own a bunch of Ubisoft games. I'm not going to pay a subscription fee. Yeah, I'm good. Pass. Yeah, it's so, well, and I don't know why it's in euros on here. Um, I don't know how much it is U.S., but it's twelve ninety nine per month in euros. Yeah, the thing about Ubisoft though is that their games are constantly on sale. So That's I mean, true. It, 
like they're always on sale everywhere at every store it's it's like 50 percent off it's like a fire sale so it's like well you almost like i why don't i just buy the ones that i want yeah yeah exactly um the catalog's not very deep well it is it is free for this month so if you wanted to go over there and knock out a few games that you don't have or maybe games that you've wanted to try uh now would be the time to do it yeah that being said i might i might test out the latest uh, assassin's creed just to give it a go um i haven't bought it yet meh but like i said like i gotta find the time to do it they still want your credit card information and all those hoops to jump through so yeah and then you forget to cancel and you get charged for the month bingo yeah uh that's the game that they're playing (sighs) it's the game they all play um so this is something i just i thought was interesting so i put it in here uh apparently a fan of world of warcraft re-rendered stormwind city in the unreal engine 4 and really looks amazing putting it up on the screen now uh it almost makes you wish they'd go back and do the game you know maybe redo the game in in a new engine like this this just looks so photorealistic but i guess if you did that the game would kind of lose some of its some of its uh aesthetic charm now i i, I took a look at it and it does look pretty wicked and for me it, it's exactly the same as what i was saying before about bard's tale like there's there comes a point when you can update it and it will actually be for the better um, i'm not sure if it's there yet but i get what you're saying you know you want that uh, reminiscent charm of it but but damn, this looks this looks pretty sweet, I gotta say. Yeah, it does. It really does. A nice VR experience or something, uh, you know, with this would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be sweet. Um, I haven't dug my VR out in a good couple weeks, so might be time to dust it. Doug's really into VR. I can't do it because I have I get motion sickness. What do you have? Do you have the Oculus? I don't know what the hell I have. Um, <laughs> Some Chinese knockoff. <laughs> That's right. I got it for sale like uh, after after Boxing Day last year. Uh, I think it might be an HP Windows Windows Mixed Reality thingy. Uh, but I, I've been playing, um, what do you call it, uh, Red Hot on it. It's been pretty sweet. I keep meaning to pick up a copy of Beat Saber too. You mean Super Hot? For it to go on sale. Yeah, it's it. Super, super Hot. Super Hot, yeah. Yeah, where time moves only when you move. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I introduced my son to it. He loves it. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Good little time. It's a, it's not something I'd get into a lot uh, yet. Um, Elite Dangerous, if I want to spend the time to set it up right, is fantastic in it. Uh, and the rest are, are pretty neat, cool games that I like to play. Yeah, Clay was, uh, I think Clay was, uh, not me, you fool, was doing a lot of uh, VR in Elite Dangerous. Or Elite Dangerous in VR. Yeah, he's got that shit nailed down. Like he is all over that. He's the one that got me into Elite Dangerous as well. And yeah, God bless him for it. Like that was just you know, so, it's such a good game for VR. I, I tried it. I tried it. I bought it. I tried it because I returned No Man's Sky because it wouldn't let me play the game. kept It kept crashing. It wouldn't bind keys. So I just I returned it. It felt was like this? I was playing a a beta. And was this the updated version that just came out like over the last couple months? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, shit. That's a bummer then, because it's supposed yeah. to be really... It was, I was bummed. But you know what, ultimately, it's it's a prettier version of Minecraft, so I don't know if I would have stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, I'm going to guess where you're going with this. Like the Elite Dangerous is... For me, the allure of it is literally just coasting around, looking at all the beautiful stuff in space. Like, I haven't actually really done anything in it. Yeah, I had a real hard time with the flight controls. I spent two hours trying to land at a starbase. And I don't know if it's because I was using an Xbox controller. Maybe it would have been different yes. with a, a joystick. Yes. Yeah? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll go back to it at some point. Yeah, um, um, I, I like it, Lee, but, just, but like I said before, I, I need a little bit more than just kind of flying around. Now, it is a good a good game to play if you like watching Netflix, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of have to, you want to play something, but you kind of don't have to pay full attention, you know? Yeah. It, you can just kind of, you know, leave out, cruise through space, go get some stuff and carry it somewhere get paid that type of thing but uh uh like yeah aside from that i still need a little bit more frontier but it it, it is easier with a stick even if you get like a, say a 20 dollar stick from best buy or something you know it's just something to allow you to have partial flight controls mm-hmm. will make a world of difference yeah i just realized when we were talking about this that I never did my playlist. Um, so obviously, oh. I, as I mentioned, I, re- I returned to Elite and I started playing Stellaris, which is a 4X game. And I'm loving that. I've, I've put many, many hours into that game so far and I'm really excited. There's a lot of DLC for it. I'm just, it just needs to go on sale because it's way overpriced right now. Yeah, I find that that's paradox, right? Yeah. Yeah, they... I like Paradox games. I mean, they've got some good ones, but man, they just go a little heavy-handed on the DLC sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's understatement of the year. Yeah. Now, now it's no, I can't remember. <laughs> What's that train sim that uh-huh. has, if you were to buy every DLC, it would be like a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it's called Train Simulator. <laughs> yeah, well, not not hit that level yet, but yeah. that Europealis game... Oh, um, uh, Universal Euro. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, Euro- yeah. Uh, Europa Universal, something like that. Yeah, it's got like two or three dozen different uh, DLCs for that. Like, holy crap! Yeah, and I think Stellaris is pretty much the same way, and they're all like twenty bucks. So I'm like, nah, I've got to wait for a Steam sale before I pick up any of this DLC. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm hoping one day they hit up, they hit the uh, the humble monthly uh, packages, not the bundles, but the monthly subscription packages. I've been getting some some good games out of that lately. Yeah, same here. Um, I, I that that is one package that I'll probably always like keep keep going. I've I've had it pro- for probably the last three or four years. Well, more or less ever since they started it, which has been what maybe four years ago. And uh, it's been it's been pretty dope. I like it. Yeah, I just I've I've been on it for the last year. I have paused a couple months, so I paused this month as well because I already have BattleTech. So when I see that up front, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna roll the dice with it. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, it's a good deal. It's nice they let you do that. Pause it. I know that you want to talk about value add right there. Hey, we're gonna tell you a couple of the games up front, and if you want to roll the dice, you go ahead and we'll let you pause it. No no charge, no worry. That's how you get, you know, good customer uh, interaction, right? 
Yeah, I, I didn't know they'd let you pause it. I because I typically just buy the whole year, you know, at at in the end, and then just let it roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I even even if you buy the full year subscription, you can pause individual months, and it just rolls your subscription over. So you get twelve months. You have twelve months to use, and you just pick which twelve you want. Ah, interesting. Yeah, now that's some customer customer oriented thinking. Yeah, I love that. Love those guys. Now their monthly bundles have, you know, in my opinion, they've gone down in quality over the last few years. But you know, the uh, like I said, the subscription based and the ability that they let you do that. Hey, sure, take my- mm-hmm. take my money. Right. All right. This again from WCCF Tech. Bioware GM says that uh, development of Dragon Age Four pre-production seems to be going well. That's good. They need Dragon Age 4 to do well after Anthem. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I've played Dragon Age 1 about four times. And I've never played 2 or (laughs) 3. Like, I've gotten both, but I've never gotten through it. 3 is pretty good. 3 is pretty good. Yeah. I I like 2 a lot, too, to be honest. Um, I think what what threw a lot of people off with 2 is that in the development they said hey it's going to be more of an action game and people didn't listen they were expecting it to be still more like Baldur's Gate you know mm-hmm. and that led, led to some disappointment you know and we're like bro like they, they said it they said it publicly like on, on like a video you, you, you can't just wheel it into what you want even after they tell you what it is I felt like a lot of the sets in two were reused. Like a lot of the background scenery was the, a lot of is very was very sameish. Yeah, that that makes sense. But I mean, they did the same thing in in uh, in three as well. Um, it, you know, they kind of had like their like their 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 area, and they reuse a lot of set pieces because of the area that you're in. You know? Yeah, but it didn't feel that way because it was open world. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Like in two, it kind of felt like you were revisiting the places you were visiting. They all kind of looked the same, and you yeah. you would revisit them multiple times. So that got that got a little, um, that got a little boring. But otherwise, it was a good game. Yeah, in in the in the dungeons, that was absolutely more apparent. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's what I'm talking about for the most part. Right. Yeah, there were a couple who was like, oh, you guys just flipped this around backwards. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, did you guys see the second Star Wars trailer for um, Rise of Skywalker? I'm in the point now where i try to avoid them because i I am too i hadn't seen it and when you put it in the show notes i'm like oh there was another trailer so i uh i went and watched it and let me let me say that disney you're really good at putting out trailers that that give me goosebumps but you've screwed me once already so i'm not i'm not really paying attention to star wars right now i'm still kind of burned about um the last jedi so I, I'm really hoping this is a good movie, and it does make me fall in love with Star Wars all over again. You, 
Um, I'm playing the trailer now, and I noticed that they go they go back and show you some of the best scenes from uh, um, you know the originals and then the prequels, and and you know they're really good at hitting that nostalgia <clears throat> that nostalgia yeah. itch. But um, yeah, I'm just hoping this one is good. Yeah, I'm I'm done with the movies. It's been far too long. Now, I'll say that and, and I'll take um, Rogue One out of the mix. It's been far too long since they came out with a good Star Wars movie. They're they're not bad, you know, I'll go that, but they, they have such a good potential to be epic and then they just like, meh, whatever. Like, I'm just um, I'm so, so done with all the bullshit and the crap that they do just for the sake of lip service and all this junk like like the lightsabers like i don't need my lightsaber to be ultimate epic it's already it's a lightsaber it's already epic it's a fucking lightsaber <laughs> so you had darth maul and he had his his double-bladed lightsaber okay okay i'll give you that that was that was kind of epic but but just you can stop now you stop and then you got Kylo Ren, and he's got his fucking lightsaber hilt thing. And I'm like, that's not functional. Like, you're going to fucking stab yourself so many times with that thing. Like, that's just bullshit. And then they've got the other new lightsaber that came out in this thing. That's I, I'll call it new or whatever. It's part of the canon. I'm fine with that. But it's just... Yeah. You, uh, it's and, so you know what? Everybody's making a big deal out of this Dark Side Ray thing, Dark Side Ray. Did everybody forget when Luke went into the tree on Dagobah. Yeah, and exactly. I, I'm thinking that's what this is. Yeah, it could be. Um, right. <laughs> it's, it, it shows my total mentality when I'm just like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like I have no affinity to Ray, no affinity to Ren, no affinity to anyone, no affinity to, to Mary Poppins, Leah, who flies through space. Now <laughs> I'm just, I'm just so done. Like, you know yeah. what? read read dark empire do a word for word line for line screenplay for that and and just get back to the fucking roots right like and i i've said this on on podcasts before in the past that they were on the prefaces of being like insane like i can't even describe it but how good they're about to if they would have followed through with uh darth jar jar if they would have followed through <laughs> and done Jar, Jar, that would have blown everyone's friggin' minds. Like that would have been, that would that would have literally captured the essence of the original trilogy with those "I am your father" scene, and just turned the whole series on its head. Of guess what? Nothing's off limits. We're gonna set you guys up, and you'll never know what's really what because this is how the dark side operates through uh, um, subterfuge and disguise and all of that shit. I liked the Timothy Zahn novels. You know, I've never read a book. I've read the just the the um, the um, Darth uh, Dark Empire Magna. That was yeah. it. Are the books good? Yeah, yeah. I read most of them in the expanded universe, and um, a hell of a lot better than the the new movies. Yeah, um, I'm serious. I said this uh, the last time we were chatting about Star Wars. Watch uh, Star Wars Rebels and watch uh, the animated series, The Clone Wars. And The Clone Wars exists, exists in two fashions. One was a series of one-shot, uh, really short cartoon network um, clips that they all put together. Fantastic. And the other Clone Wars is, is like the 22-minute 
uh, episodic thing. And it's, it's all so awesome. So well done. So, so the stories in them, so well done. The character development. Yeah. Movies crap now. Yeah. Man. For me, uh, I'm, I'm kind of just like, Oh, that's cool. It's a, another Star Wars movie. Man. I'll go see it because I kind of like the overall Star Wars stuff, but uh, I'm I'm not like super particular about what they did right or did wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the only the only stuff I don't really care for was how like the 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 first trilogy, you know, the the ones after the essentially episodes one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. They Clone were. Wars. It, yeah, yeah, they they were a little goofier than what most people had imagined, you know. But I didn't, I didn't like charge them up for it. You know what I'm saying? It was just mm-hmm. kind of was what it was. Um, but the the rest of them, these these last ones, I mean, yeah, they're they're fine. I I kind of like what they did with some. Um, I, I didn't really care for some of the feminist overtones that they put in there. But other than that, you know, it was meh, another Star Wars movie like screw that give me some more star trek now we can talk <laughs> <laughs> have, have you read the have you uh is the new picard series out is that i have i don't even know I um for it. it's on cbs all access right yeah i think it's coming i don't think it's out yet but see, like discovery discovery is my shit see i don't want to pay for another streaming service i know discovery is going to be on blu-ray so i'll pick it up well, there well, I mean, here's what you do. Since both seasons are already out, you 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 buy a month, you binge watch both, and then, and then you turn it back off. <laughs> yep. Game of Thrones. That, that, uh-huh. <laughs> that's 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 typically what I do. Like as bad as I want to see like season three, episode one, mm-hmm. I'll I'll wait it out until the season's almost over, or I wait for the whole season to be done and then I'll I'll kind of rent it for a month and then turn it back off. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose we could do that. I'm going to be doing that with Netflix here as soon as my wife's done watching whatever series she's watching now. Just because Net, Netflix is losing so many shows um, this year and next. Um, the Office and uh, Friends and a bunch of other ones. And I don't watch Friends. My daughter watches it. But a lot of yeah. shows that we watch, they're, they're losing. So there's really no reason to pay monthly anymore for uh, Netflix because there's nothing to watch. So when the new season of um, Lucifer comes out, I'll sign back up and watch the new season of Lucifer, Stranger Things. Um, but otherwise, I don't want to pay for multiple streaming services, especially when they're losing shows. Surprisingly, Prime has been picking up some some really good shows. And uh, you like Star Trek, Prime has all of them. Almost all of them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've been wanting to uh, to watch uh, Battlestar Galactica again as well. Oh, that's a good one. I own it. I ended up buying it. Me too. It. Yeah. Yeah, my brother got it for me for Christmas. I was like, yes. Yeah, I, know, I noticed though watching that, and you're talking about the new series, right? The reimagined. In 2004. Yeah. yeah, it's so dark that if you if you binge watch it, like if you watch too much of it, it kind of really brings you down. It's a dark, dark show. Yeah, I, I binge watched the last one, so I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sony, we kind of touched on the Sony versus Disney with the Spider-Man thing the last time, 
we talked. Uh, Logan, have there been any updates with this issue? Yeah, the update is no movement at all. Oh, that's <laughs> um, too bad. I was sort of hoping. You know, they had that big push on trending uh, to get something done. Uh, Sony CEO came out and said, nope, it's a done deal. And then he literally said, for now. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a whole lot of, no, nothing yet. And we'll just sit and wait. Like I said, everyone loses. Uh, I'll hold my breath until, you know, phase five Avengers and we'll see what, what deal is forced from that. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, because there's money to be made there by both, by both sides and they're just leaving it on the table if they can't come to an agreement. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, you, you could see the difference between the last uh, couple of Spider-Man films, uh, the animated one, his appearances in, in Avengers, and then the Sony films. I mean, good versus junk. Right. I'm hard-pressed to think of a good superhero movie that Sony's ever made. Well, I guess... did. They didn't make the new Shazam movie, did they? Is that Sony? No, but Sony did Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, they did Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, now you got me thinking. I wonder if I could find one. I'd find a few, I'm sure. Well, that's all I got for this week. You guys got anything else? Mm, nope. No. Yeah, I am good. I... I that's it said my piece for the <laughs> uh, Jerry thanks for hanging out with us I'm sorry I didn't catch what you typed there in time and uh, sorry this is a short one this week I'm not feeling well so but I want to at least do something we made over 40 minutes so that's not bad we're right at about 40 minutes high high quality high quality <laughs> right quality not quantity Yep, yep. Oh, we're screwed. We're screwed both ways. Uh, okay. Uh, if you'd like to email us, it's mail at theafkpodcast.net. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Pocket Cast, and Spotify. And you can find the FK Podcast at theafkpodcast.net. And there you'll find links to our Steam groups and more. And for me, for... Logan and for Curlin, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. Later, Jerry.